Tapped in episode number one. The rebirth, the rebranding, the redesign, the rebuilt. The same, same content as before. Same commentary. My name is Juju, accompanied by my co-host here. How's it going, Flick? Not bad, man. Not bad. Uh, and also, just to clarify, um, we got different names, obviously. Uh, yeah, no. Um, well, uh, I mean, you, when you lose everything, you know, you you think you're going to lose your house, but you actually lose the rights to your name and your previous podcast. But, um, you know, it, it gets better. Yeah, it gets better with time. And, uh... At least she's letting me see the kids on Saturdays, so you know. Yeah, I um, I'm, I'm poor. How <laughs> bully! How bully! That is the message. Yeah, no, I'm recording this off of a can of tomato sauce. That made zero sense. Okay, listen. So what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That made zero. Oh wait, I can't sit. Ah, um. <laughs> Okay, wait, you said 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 seconds, we can't cuss. But I mean... 126, I think we're... I think we're past there. I mean, look, this... Uh, I can't mention them, but this education, you know... I want to try something, actually. I want to see how long I can go without cursing. All right, well, yeah, let's do that. All right, starting now. PG... PG flick. Yeah. Yeah, and and also, oh yeah, yeah. Also, just to clarify, my name is corny. As uh, my name is pretty corny. Uh, uh, I think, in my opinion, I mean, your name makes sense. Your new name makes sense because you know it has something to do with your name. But my man just likes movies. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's... I just I love movies so much, and I thought, yeah, flick's got a nice ring to it. It no, could whatever. be worse. It was going to be worse. It was going to be way worse. My name is... So that I think about it, you could have used it against me because uh, marketing-wise and being able to set up for potential ad revenue yeah. down the line, I don't think people would pay if if what your name was going to be was actually your name. Yeah, yeah. No, my name is a sweet homemade apple pie that was baked by... Uh, the sweetest granny compared to um what Juju was gonna give me. Man, fuck grandmas. I I hate old people, man. How do, what how, do you, how do you feel about old people? Let's get it out of the way. I uh I don't mind them. Listen, man. If I could box a sixty-year-old guy, I would. Given the opportunity. I would too, man. But it has to be like it has to be some specific. Here's my thing. Um, you know, as a kid, you, you're raised to you're raised with the mentality. At least in my household, I was raised with the mentality of um, always respect your elders, always no, respect course, old people. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. Uh, growing up, I uh, rarely have ever met an old person that's disrespectful and deserves to not get respect. But let's face it, man, not every old person out there, not every elderly person deserves respect. Not all you know? elders are, are equal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't really mind them. 
However, I, I think it'd be cool to uh, tussle with an old guy. I mean, that reminds me of um, you want to you want to get down and dirty with an old guy? Huh? Is, is that is that what you're saying? You want to I mean, be grit and grimy with an old grandpa? What's up? Why, why you got to say it like that, man? What, what do you mean? I'm just I'm just repeating what you told me. Welcome to Tapped In Episode One. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of um. So Theodore Roosevelt, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, presidents this country has ever seen. I'm not patriotic. I'm not really that political, but dude was so just he was so badass, man. I mean, even while he was in office. He would he would box with um, other politicians. He'd box with youngsters to show them that just because he's old doesn't mean that he can't you know show them who's boss. And he he was so freaking hardcore. He tussled with his wife, man. So oh man, what the people, fuck? <laughs> people paid people paid good money to see him. People paid good, and he was still in office at the time. Guy was so damn cold that he gave a ninety minute speech. With a bullet in his abdomen. So when you said that he he fought with his wife, <laughs> what it was, it was just a boxing match, man. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, man, he's so badass. He started beating his wife. Is this not how we both interpreted it? It was it was cons- completely consensual. consensual. Oh yeah, just, no, I'll take an ass woman. <laughs> it was a consensual bout, you know, with the um, crowd and all. Yeah. That's like modern day, like if, if uh, fucking Joe Biden would have decided to box like this little fucking nine year old girl. It's like yeah, no, let's let's gather a little crowd and let's watch that. <laughs> and to be fair, the nine year old would would most likely win. Most likely because that man he struggles to get up for his seat. I mean, so... we've all seen the video where he's trying to shake hands with nobody. Yeah, no, he's too far gone, man. I would bet, I would bet every single dime that I have on a nine-year-old girl. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Bottom line is the dude was so hardcore. And um, not only was he hardcore, but while in office, he contributed a lot to freaking history and just, uh, con- con- he founded parks. Uh, he was big on animals. As a matter of fact, one of the oldest videos of him is him playing with the dog. And it's it's so wholesome. Nice, I love nice. it. And just to top it all off, Robin Williams got to play him in, in three films. Robin Williams, of all people. I miss that dude so much. Man, just tragic. Speaking of tragedies, uh, and I just found out about this today. Some random... Uh, Judging by just, I can tell that they're not so educated. Two activists went into um, uh, the museum in London and decided to throw tomato soup onto Vincent van Gogh's sunflower painting, then proceeded to glue the damn hands onto the wall and then started telling everybody something about what what's what um 
what should you protect more or something like that? What should you protect more, a painting or the world? Because they were activists for climate change. Listen, man. Do you even know Vincent Van Gogh paintings like that? Hell yeah, man. Y you do. Like, like I, I used to read about the guy, man. My point is that you can make any squiggly line and pass it off as this great monumental painting achievement. We've gotten to the point where you can you can splatter some art or some random colors onto a canvas and say, this is abstract. This is art. No, man, I'm going to have to disagree on you with that. Of course, I agree with you. Um, just artists in general, especially nowadays, you got artists... I remember on, on YouTube shorts, I was seeing this artist who would just splatter a bunch of paint and then put the canvas onto a freaking uh, freaking drill gun and then spin it around until it looks abstract. Now that, no, that's stupid. But uh, when it comes out to Vincent Van Gogh, looking at his paintings without knowing who he was, well, obviously we don't, judging by reports and just, you know, just information that is historical information about his life and his life story when you take that into consideration his paintings have a lot more depth than you know than you might think because he had a tragic life um and he also had a twisted sort of mind very dark very dark and um The sunflower painting was also painted at, at a point where in his life where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that specific painting was painted at a point in his life where, I could be wrong, now don't quote me on this, but it was painted at a time in his life where he was transitioning from, or at least trying to transition into a better position in his life, you know, trying to pick himself up. Uh, I could go into a lot of things in his life that really added to his depression and his stress. Right. So if you take into consideration his twisted mind and his um, just his overall melancholy way of thinking, it gives depth to a simple vase of flowers. You know. That being said, because this painting has so much depth in history and it's tied so emotionally to an artist that had trouble expressing himself in his time period. It just pisses me off that these two random ass people decide to just spit on his painting of all paintings, just throw tomato soup on. I mean, I think the part that I don't understand is what, what do you think was going on in their mind? Did they actually think that gluing themselves was going to actually do anything? I don't know if you've used Elmer's glue before, but that shit don't stick. No, it so, does not. I think so it was more symbolism. Symbolism, my ass. Yeah. What the hell did they think was going to happen? By the way, that art, that uh, painting was behind like this cover. So yeah. they didn't do anything. Yeah. When I first saw the video today, like I was just scrolling through, Um, I think it was Instagram. Yeah, it was Instagram. I was just, no, it was YouTube. I was just scrolling. And then, um, it just pops up. I see Vincent Van Gogh's painting and then splat. And I was like, man, my heart skipped a beat. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. My heart skipped a beat because, uh, and then I was reading the comments. Uh, 
I think one of the first comments, or was it, it was the first comment said, uh, just so you know, these two people have been arrested and the painting has been, it, it was unharmed or not, it, it was, it wasn't soiled. So that was a relief, but either way, it just, it doesn't excuse uh, their stupidity. Listen, I get their approach. It's not, it's a terrible approach. That's not activism, that's vandalism. Uh, big difference, vandalism isn't a very effective way to get your message out there. If anything, it I makes mean, you the even, enemy. Even, even if you're gonna have to go to extreme lengths like vandalism, at least make sure that you're actually doing something. Yeah. Other, otherwise, you just look like a jackass. Like, yeah, because like there's there's activists out there that are actually fighting for this this cause in effective ways. Meanwhile, you got two random. They look like they're in high school, maybe college. They're, they're young. Right. That's not an effective way at all. Everybody in that room was against them. Okay, and now the entire they're a big joke on the internet. They have done nothing, and I, what annoys me the most is that they think they they've done something. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure they they whipped up this plan just the night before. They're like, okay, listen, hear me out. We'll run to the store, get some tomato soup, come back, and then we'll map out everything. We'll get some Elmer's glue. We'll hear me out. They People went to Dollar like, Tree the night before and say, yeah, we got this. <laughs> we got this. We got this. Yeah, man. That's uh, why. That's why I always say that people scare me, man. That's yeah. uh, the mind of people is so just so erratic. Whether you're <laughs> you're sticking yourself, it's like the people when they don't want a tree to get cut down, like they they'll hold hands and hug around a tree, like motherfucker, I'm driving this big ass truck for a reason. Get out the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I just a lot of these causes that people are advocates for nowadays you know uh there are valid causes uh in this situation it's climate change but there's some people that just just because they're they heard that they're good causes and that you know the world would benefit from helping these causes like they don't get enough information on the cause to actually (laughs) people people will just support anything i remember uh, I don't know if you know who Kodak Black is. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, Kodak Black. He was wearing this shirt, this pink shirt. It was like, I support breast cancer. And it just cuts <laughs> off. And everybody in the crowd was like, what, what? What are you talking about? What, what do you mean you support breast cancer? And then he's like, I meant I support breast cancer awareness. <laughs> and I was well, <laughs> he should have made that a little bit clear, man. Yeah. That reminds me of, um, I think it was Justin Bieber had a shirt that said racism is bad or something. Nice. <laughs> he was selling those shirts for like 20, I think 20, just a ridiculously high amount. And it's people a, were actually fine, buying it. It's a fine price to pay to end racism, man. See, that's how you end racism. You just slap it on a shirt, say it's bad, and then bam. Yeah, we need we need more more people like him. Yeah, no, definitely. If he keeps this up, his name is going to be known all over the world. I'm so glad that I figured him out. I mean, I found him out. If it wasn't for that shirt. People scare me. 
And nothing scares me more than what's happening right now with, with people discovering for the first time, mind you, the information about Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh. Now that <laughs> now that, you know, this this new series, which I have yet to, to completely, you know, finish, because I mean, I, I've always been one of those people that, you know, as soon as something drops, I can't watch it. Not because yeah. I don't want to, but too many people talk about it and it's just like, okay, now expectations are way too high. Right. Anyway, the point of, that I'm trying to make is people are, are are divided between whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. Hell, some people are even sympathizing for the guy and the actions that he did, which mm-hmm. I just find just out there, you know, just just unreal. Just mind-boggling, all right? Not to mention, and you 100% I'm pretty sure you know about this, people crushing, not just on the actor who plays Jeffrey Dahmer, but the actual dude himself. Like like nothing happened. They're crushing on this dude. And that ties in with when you said that they're sympathizing with him. Um, I remember when My Friend Dahmer came out, pretty good film it's based off of a comic um uh, written by uh, it's called my friend Dahmer because the guy that made the comic went to school with him and he's in the comic but it's told through the perspective of Dahmer sort of well at least the film is um when that film came out I remember it's not as popular as um the new series right but uh for the people that didn't know about it at the time uh, because that film, it, it takes place um, in, in his last two years of high school. And um, he killed his first victim, I think it was like a day or a week. It, it was after his graduation of high school. Okay, so the movie ends on him picking up his first victim, which I think his name was, um, if I'm not mistaken, Stephen Hicks. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, I used to be obsessed with this case. Um, <clears throat> I remember when it first came out, people started to sympathize with him for the, for the people that had seen the film. Uh, they started sympathizing with him and I was younger at the time. I didn't really pay much attention to that. I was just breaking into the world of serial killers and true crime. Uh, And, um, but now looking back, people are nuts. Uh, a Disney star, uh, his name is, I forgot his name, but he was in Austin and Alley, played Jeffrey Dahmer. So I think he his face really got people's butts in the theater. And that was like the beginning, in my opinion. That was like the beginning of people tying in the actor to the actual person. Yeah, um, no, we, we, we've talked about it. We, we, we've said that maybe it's because, I guess, people who are watching this Either a have a have a vague clue of who he is and what he's done, but yeah. b is also that a lot of people who are watching this have no clue. Or they've never heard of this guy, and this mm-hmm. fetishization of this serial killer is just the weirdest thing to me. It's like when those uh, TikTok girls, when they were uh, talking about Cameron Heron, who by the yeah. way is convicted of 24 years in a Florida prison for vehicular homicide. And they were saying, 
He's way too cute to be in prison. Let him go. Listen. That's why I'm so I'm speechless, man. Uh, Yeah, no. Yeah, no, dude. Just the fact the fact that people are saying, "Oh, this guy killed the the this many people. He's a psychological liar. He's he's a fucking goddamn cannibal." And people are like, "Yeah, no, but he but he like he accepts God now, so he's gonna be fine." Yeah. Now, now I don't have Netflix, so I haven't seen the show. I've seen clips here and there, and I'm not saying that you know. I have no doubt that um, there are things to appreciate from the show. Judging by the clips that I have seen, acting is pretty damn good. Cinematography, pretty um, pretty um, engaging. Um, the way sounds are used, very eerie. Really adds depth to the cinematography. But, you know, people don't pay attention to that, you know? My, my uh, biggest gripe isn't necessarily with, with Netflix. Well, my only gripe with Netflix is that they're capitalizing off something traumatic. Yeah. And from what I understand, the real life victims and the people affected by this. Right. It's just like blind sight. They they were not expecting this. They were not ready for it. Their likeness is being used and and they're not being compensated for it. And right. it's and from what I heard, one of the people that was on the stand was actually re-traumatized by this. That's what I don't... Mm-hmm. That's where I put the blame on Netflix for that. But then the other part is the people who are so infatuated with this and who are are sympathizing with a serial killer and this this psychological maniac that's just, like you said, very mind-boggling. Like, why would you fetishize? uh, Why would you become so obsessed with that? And listen, the things that I just mentioned, um, the way sounds are used, cinematography, acting, the reason why all those are, are the way they are is because it's a real case. It's stuff that really that really happened. It's supposed to be disturbing, and you know, there's people that are actually trying to avoid watching the show because of how disturbing it is. And but it's not disturbing just for the sake of being disturbing. Like this actually happened, you know. So, but uh, then you have people saying this. Now you have people saying this is my favorite show. I love this show. This and that and this and that. This show is supposed to be disturbing. It's supposed to put you on edge. It's supposed to keep you up at night because this is only Jeffrey Dahmer. Imagine all the other people, all the other sick nuts out there that we don't know about doing. That's the scariest thing ever. Because if you have not heard of them, that means that they're pretty damn good at what they do Mm -hmm. to not be caught. But I also think that maybe it's, I mean, we live in a digital age. People have access to everything online. Mm-hmm. And as much as we, we sit here and we, we actually talk about logically how this is supposed to be a very eerie and methodical show, mm-hmm. people have access to way worse. It, it's never been the point of our lives where we can literally go on Google and see a live death. Just people actually dying. Just yeah. uploaded to the internet. And I guess that's made people desensitized to real-world attacks. It has. I am with you on that. It just... Maybe it's petty of me, but it just annoys me. Because, I mean, this show 
is portraying real events that can still happen and have I have no doubt that happened currently, but because the show is so intriguing, I, I don't know. It's, I just find it annoying how people are like, oh, this is my favorite show. You should watch it. You should watch it. It's so good, the acting. Oh, my God. And listen, there are things to appreciate, like I said, but there's a reason why it puts you on edge. There's a reason why it makes your hair stand. There's a reason why it makes you look down the hallway with just immense fear. I, um, I will say that they did get a chuckle out of me when, you know, when the father goes to the station and they're telling him, <laughs> like, sir, we got some bad news. Your son's a killer. He's doing all this and that. He's gay. He's, He's a cannibal. Son. My son's gay? He's like, what the? That's like the whole thing. Like, that's so obsessed with his fucking gay son. When I heard about that, um, I was my instantly my thoughts went to um a few years back when I saw uh I was watching the documentary and then they were interviewing um what's his name? Lionel, Lionel Dahmer. Uh they were interviewing the father. And um th this was the years father after. such a character, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was years after Dahmer's death. Um and I just I couldn't help but notice how the father just was so fixated on his son just being gay. He's like, yeah, no, such a sin. My son committed, I mean, for him to do things with men. Just, yeah. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck how many fucking people he just murdered. He's like, no, no, no homosexuality. Just. I mean, I don't know how accurate, because I've seen the scenes where his father is like, sad especially the scene where he sees his um his um son's dead body maybe in in real life he was really emotional like that but looking back at all the interviews the way he was so fixated on his son just being a homosexual just makes me wonder whether netflix kind of stretched it a little but i don't know man just I can't. I don't know any of that. <laughs> my my dad didn't accept me. I had to become a killer. <laughs> However, what they did get accurate was, yeah, in real life, his father did have a lot of the thoughts that Dahmer had, especially in his youth. He just was able to control it better. He never acted upon those thoughts. Um, but he did have a lot of anger. And he wasn't like the most, uh, how do I say this? He was basically a loser as well when he was in elementary and high school. Um, however, his father did become successful in a way. Um, he became a chemist. He was a chemist, right? Yeah, he became a chemist. Um, so, you know, but uh, his marriage just was terrible. And um, that's, that also kind of, all it's all strange how everything ties in because Lionel and the the mother the mother's marriage was just so ass yeah. uh really added to Dahmer's um tragic upbringing which pushed him to the edge listen I'm not like excusing Dahmer yeah. I'm not I'm not excusing Dahmer this is just all factual um it's pretty much what happened it doesn't excuse people to to be so infatuated with it that yeah. um, it becomes their personality, you know, like 
this no, show, this, yeah, this show is now my life. Like, I, I, I mean, it's supposed to be an introduction to, I guess, for people who don't know these cases, but yeah, people who don't know these cases are just little kids, or they're like, you know, young teens who aren't tapped yeah. into, aren't tapped into the old, you know. So uh, now I can't help cases. but wonder. I can't help but wonder every time I pass by somebody with like longish hair, longest straight hair and glasses and think you watched the show, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life imitates art, man. You never know. I mean, in this case it's it it'll be art imitating life, imitating art. Or is it the other way art around? Inception. I don't know, man. Just Oh, people are weirdos and they scare people me. People are freaking <laughs> sick. People and scare me, man. I do have a personal. Uh, this might be petty of me, but one thing that pisses me off on a personal level is uh now you know everybody's talking about it now, like it like the actual case happened just fucking two months ago or something, and now everybody's talking about like. Meanwhile, you have people like me who knew that all this shit existed. The thing that pisses me off. Years back. Um, I was studying his case. I was so intrigued and so disturbed at the same time. So, you know, I, I had a lot of information about the case, you know, um, right. and, and uh, I haven't looked into it that much. Like, I kind of left it alone because at the time it was like a hobby just to watch all these documentaries. And I, I remember the majority of the information that I know, but uh I couldn't talk to anybody about that. I couldn't talk to anybody about serial killers and what <laughs> He's I know. He's gonna about pop them. in with all these Jeffrey Dahmer facts. You know exactly when he killed somebody. You know exactly who yeah, he was. I, I get that. That's weird. But I mean, I was a kid at the time. Not like a kid, kid, but I was I was a pretty young kid yeah. at the time. So, uh, like, obviously, I, I would want to talk about these things. Um, but you know, I go to I go to any of my friends. They'll look at me like I'm crazy. I go to anybody. They'll look at me like I'm the crazy one. Nowadays, it's different because now everybody's talking about this thing. Yeah, and now everybody. I'm still the crazy one because I haven't seen the show. They're like, damn, you haven't seen the show. You got to watch it. Everybody so, accepts the fact that these killings are being seen as like cool for some reason. Yeah, that's the one sick. thing. I'm perverse. It's just so sickening, man. Um, People are just sick. Yeah, no, I mean, Netflix has certainly done so much to get people to buy into whatever they're they're feeding them. And, you know, I mean, it's just about artistic expression, I guess, and also how they go about it. I just feel personally that it's sucky the way that they're handling it because mm -hmm. it's more hype than, than, of course, like you said, the cinematography, the curation, the music, all of it adds to it. But I don't know, I, th I think... Once they realize people are so into it that, yeah, people just get the wrong message sometimes, or take things the wrong way. I mean, representation of people is so important, I guess, when you're telling a story. That's like yeah. the Marilyn Monroe movie, right? The, the or yeah. like series. Wait, is it a series or movie? I can't. It's a film. It's called it's, Blonde. It's yeah, the film Blonde. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Her story is so interesting in and of yeah. itself. I want to watch it, um, but my reason is, so one of my favorite films of all time 
is some like it hot i love it so much that last year at film studies i suggested it to my film teacher because it was the end of the year we weren't doing anything else anymore he said anybody got any movie suggestions um and i threw out some like it hot love that movie so much oh such a masterpiece it's um it's satire too marilyn monroe plays the dumb blonde right the stereotypical right. dumb blonde but it makes fun of how hollywood portrayed the dumb blonde because uh the director billy wilder um that just didn't sit right with him the stereotypical dumb blonde character that's only for sex appeal and has to be the love interest you know a lot of movies back then like they try to force it too it, it was almost a trend back then you know um so that movie really made fun of it as a matter of fact marilyn monroe's introduction in that film uh purposely sexualizes her but uh when you compare like how the movie turns out to how the movie started you see the direction they were heading i love that film so much that being said uh while i was scrolling through instagram this was when the movie was really, really, really trendy. It still kind of is, but this was like at its peak. I um, uh, I get a lot of uh, posts about cinema. And um, side note, the actress who plays her, they really made her, they really did a good job on making her look like Marilyn Monroe. When I clicked on it and I was watching it, um, I didn't realize until... Um, uh, until she pretends to break character, like, you know, because she's acting, she pretends to break character, uh, that I realized, wait, this isn't some like a hot. And I was like, it clicked. Oh my God, this is a new film. So I got really stoked because um, they... Um, they reference it, sort of. Yeah, like, reference yeah. it. Well, not really reference it because uh, the set of the film is a big part of the film, if that makes sense. So it's like a reenactment, sort of. Yeah, reenactment. That's that's um, that's the best way to put it. That's perfect. Um, so it's like a reenactment, and um, that's what really got me stoked. And John, uh, Jack Lemon, one of the actors in the films. I grew up watching Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau isn't in the film. They just did movies together. But that's how I know Jack Lemon. So I was like, man, I gotta see who plays Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis. The two, the two main characters. Um, well, the two actors that play the main characters. Uh, so that's why I really want to watch the film. I mean, that's probably a dumb reason to watch the film, but I mean, it's a reason. Plus, I mean, yeah, no, I, I like Anna de Armas, uh, who's playing uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and I've also seen the clip that you're talking about, and when it broke out and like the director was there and she's like oh this is what you think of me and you know yeah. all that uh i thought it was really really cool it was but that never happened um there's this there's this documentary that i saw a really good documentary on the making of the film it's called um it's called nobody's perfect hmm. and it's called nobody's perfect because that's the final line of the film oh my god dude but <laughs> It's so funny, man. The best joke of the film is saved for the ending. It's so perfect and almost poetic. But um, so the documentary is called um, "Nobody's Perfect," and uh, in the documentary, yeah, she was really hard to work with on set. 
um, because she was also dealing with things at the time. And if I'm not mistaken, she was pregnant uh, during the filming of the uh, uh, on set. She was she was pregnant at the time, so she was. Um, but she never had any outbursts. Um, she she did like um, f come late a lot. She drank a lot on set. And um, she was going through something, but she never had outbursts. But because of her, um, because of just the way she was when the cameras were off, I could, I mean, I, the crew could tell that she was holding in a lot of stress. And um, that really, but keep in yeah. mind that the, yeah. the film is based off of a book that is fiction. The 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 book isn't one hundred percent. I mean, her true. whole life was just you know riddled with uh, with a lot of things that went on with her life. Yeah, you know, the whole John F. Kennedy thing, the uh, abusive. Was she taking like medication or something or? Something I think so. Some something along those yeah. lines. She was like depressed or something. Yeah, a lot of stress, just a lot of pressure. And listen, um, before I, the movie, I mean, I, I uh, from the documentaries that I've seen and just like a lot of the stuff that I've seen on Marilyn Monroe's life, uh, I already had prior knowledge of um, just how tragic it was. Yeah. And. Yeah. And um, and you already know about the John F. Kennedy scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are no reports that he actually like made her do those sexual favors. However, I do have um. There's this one story. It's actually kind of comedic because the CIA um believed at the time that. Marilyn Monroe was a spy trying to yeah, gather information and she was seducing the president to gather information of of whatever the hell. So they pretty much um bugged the uh bugged their house and um they were waiting for to hear any information that they could use against Marilyn Monroe to confirm Did John F. Kennedy just wanted to fuck a lot. Like that's yeah, that's basically yeah. uh, I'm so, thinking the F stands for fuck, dude, because didn't he like have secretaries that he would hire just so just a lady like could do yeah, like, sexual did. stuff? He with? did, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. So the CIA was expecting to hear some sweet, juicy information. All they heard was just some a bunch of pounding, a lot of moans. Um and just to top it all off, Marilyn Monroe went on record saying that John F. Kennedy isn't even that good in bed. Which I think it's so hilarious. But going back to the film, the film is technically fiction because um, the book it's made clear that it's fiction. Like it's not it's not supposed to be taking taken as factual. But people are because the film is so disturbing. People are are like um, they're really hating on this film. Which I understand. Like the film isn't perfect, but it's they made it clear that it's not factual so i don't know why people are exploding their heads so much you know right now judging by the scenes that i've seen the film ain't perfect at all 
uh, and it's, but uh, despite her accent, because her strong accent um, still shows a lot, she did a really good job acting and um, portraying Marilyn Monroe. And uh, I believe she's, uh, I believe she's Cuban. So I was uh, yeah. going into this film. Uh, I was very intrigued with how how it we you know, I guess mm -hmm. masquerade in a way, or or maybe like more of an American accent or whatever. Yeah, I was I was just I was very curious, and then when I heard uh, that scene where she bursts in anger, and I hear her voice, yeah, her Cuban accent really shows and i was like that at first i was like okay yeah this film sucks ass tell me when, when you watch the film just tell me what you think about it um because i want to i don't you know, doubt... i have i have the i have my uh ways to, to watch free stuff uh i won't incriminate myself but you know you, you find workarounds anyway i pressed yeah. the link for the for the film and i got taken a space jam too <laughs> and I was so mad. I was so goddamn disappointed. I'm trying to watch Marilyn Monroe. I'm trying to see this reenactment of her life and stuff. Yeah. And I'm watching LeBron James dunk on the whatever the hell the other team was. That is the that's that's the movie version of a Rick Roll, and I love it. I refuse to watch Space Jam too. I yeah, just, no, I, I just I don't. Let's just not make it canon. Wait, did like, you did you? It was it was a link to the full Space Jam Two film. Yeah, the whole Space Jam Two. Did you watch <laughs> from it? beginning to? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I watched like the first ten minutes only because oh my God. only because I'm like, there's no way this is an actual Space Jam movie. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this got to be like you know, it takes like seven minutes for the pre-roll intros to like stop. Right. Like, you'll be like, this is Disney. This is DreamWorks. Wait a minute, this what? Is... Wait, seven minutes? There is something like that, dude. You know how they bombard you with, like, oh, this movie was produced by Disney. You think they stopped doing that? I, I don't know. I haven't watched... I, I don't sit down to watch movies. Uh, in case you guys don't know, Juju does not, cannot watch a two- to three-hour movie. And yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I have to take breaks in between it. Yeah. When you first told me that, that explained a lot. Like whenever I, cause um, if we're watching something that like needs your full concentration and attention, I know say you like you move around a lot. Um, yeah. So no, I think I, I I really I have like mild ADHD. <laughs> Just yeah, I'm not one to self-diagnose. I, but I do have uh, ADHD-like tendencies. Yeah, I gotta get myself checked out. I haven't been checked out like that since I think seventh grade. Do, do do people even go to the doctors voluntarily? Like, like I would imagine if I were to get shot, I'd be like, "Nah, man, I'll just get a pack of ice and, <laughs> and heal that myself." Before just I go get to a alcohol hospital. and band aids. I remember the only time that I had to go to a hospital. Was when I passed out. Like, of course, because you, because you're not awake, you you can't make yeah. that conscious choice. But if it were up to me, I would just sleep it off. Because this is, yeah, dude. I had I um, 
like two two weeks ago i had an allergic reaction my uh, my parents while i was at school my parents stopped at the store so when i came home i opened the fridge and there was a there was a jug of vanilla chai and um i was excited because i've always wanted to try vanilla chai and it smelled so good and it was when i tasted it it was a flavor that i've had before but from childhood it was a it was strange because it was, it was a flavor that I've had before, but I can't remember where. It was a flavor that I've dreamt about many times. This and man was was having white like dreams about vanilla extract. Yeah, just... I had um I wouldn't say ratatouille moment, but I definitely had like weird ass like flashbacks to the times where like I tasted that flavor. Uh, simpler times, <laughs> just yeah, but like it was all come together full circle and it's like damn i could die peacefully now that i've tasted this flavor that i've been chasing for ask and you shall receive buddy <laughs> just yeah. and then by the time i finished my cup i start to have an allergic reaction my throat starts to close up my tongue and throat starts to itch and then uh and i'm like damn but like i'm so casual about it like i i wasn't even like freaking out it got to the point where i was getting pissed off because like I just my throat was closed and I was like, "Fuck! I don't want! I don't want to!" This is Man so has accepted his faith right there. <laughs> just yeah, I was just in the living room with my mother and my and my father, and uh, I was like, ah, "God, I, don't, I just why well, want to go the fuck away?" Because uh, like, I mean, my throat was closing and I hate it. It's a very uncomfortable feeling, you know. So. But in a way, I was still casual about it because usually people would be like, call 911, call 911, I'm dying. But I was like, fuck, man, fuck death, you know? Yeah, no. Unless your arm is dangling off, we will not call 911. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh... So our solution was to boil some water and uh, just have me drink warm water. And it was actually helping. You didn't die. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. a round of applause for the man. Yeah, nothing like old school home remedies to get rid of death. <laughs> Can them to dry whatever the fuck drink <laughs> some Tylenol and the tiger blanket and you're good to go. Yeah, when I was little, I I, I had a problem with earaches. I, I consistently had bad earaches, um, really, really bad earaches. One time it got so bad that we had to go to the hospital, but... Um, when we didn't go to the hospital, my parents' solution was to grill some onion, roll it up, and then stick it in my ear. And did it work? Well, it stopped at some point, so I don't know Yay! if it was... Yeah. There you go. Actually, you know what? Looking back, I haven't had a, so I haven't had an earache in, like, so long. I'm, I'd say maybe almost a decade. But looking back... Um, once my mother placed it in my ear, just like the pain was still there, but um, I could feel the relief just slowly um, washing over me, sort of. And uh, I actually think that grilling a little piece of onion, rolling it up, and then putting it in your ear actually is a very effective remedy to get rid of earaches. So, uh, but, but I'm not a professional, doctor. so yeah. Yeah, so I'm not gonna say I highly recommend, but um Gosh, have a pencil up your nose, you'll feel better in the morning. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it worked for me, so you know. Um 
you're invincible when you're a kid, man. You can you can do whatever you want. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know, you eat tons of grass. You you eat a blue crayon. You know. Dude, I got an iron, a cast iron stomach, dude. Like I I got a really strong system because um, I, at least I believe I do. Because my stomach can handle a great deal of um, shit, so, and I think it's it has something to do with the fact that I was a dumb child, and uh, pretty ballsy for a child because you know I I um endure in such brave adventures in my backyard, <laughs> so. No, I was very adventurous too. Uh, for those who don't know, well, I I love Q-tips and. Let's just uh, say it's. I'm still living with a Q-tip inside of my ear that yeah. won't get out. So you know that's fun. Yeah, looking back as a child, I could have died so many times. You know, when I was um a toddler, and I still remember this, I kind of vividly. I I didn't even start school yet. Um, in my childhood home, I will I will go into the bathroom, so. We lived in an apartment, right? But it was like a family-owned apartment. My uncles lived upstairs. My grandparents lived on the first floor. And my, my, my family and I lived in the basement. So when my parents were at work, I'd be on the first floor being babysat by my by my grandmother. Right. And um, what I would do, I found out that under the sink, they had cleaning products mm-hmm. and chemicals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would... I would mix them and then make quote unquote potion. Um, and the reason why I did it was because one of the bottles had green liquid. So I just started mixing chemicals together. And, um, but I never thought to drink it or anything. I think I touched it and played with it, but um, I never thought to drink it. But either way, if I was any more stupider, <laughs> I wouldn't be here, man. So oh, fuck man. J.K. Rowling is what I'm saying. Fuck <laughs> making, making you make these potions thinking that you're invincible. I think it was Bill Nye that got me. <laughs> oh my god, no, Bill. <laughs> I had no idea that um the Harry Potter series existed when I was little. I grew up in a, in a Hispanic household. I say Hispanic because um my family is Guatemalan, but... My father was Mexican, so I grew up with, I guess, both. So I just had to say Hispanic in general. So yeah. no Harry Potter in the house, but I knew that science existed. I, I, I knew that. I knew that we had gravity. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. Yeah, my childhood home in the backyard, we also had a sandbox, and uh, I'd eat the sand. That, that ties in with me saying that I got a cast iron stomach. I'm pretty sure. I got my body used to. I trained myself rigorously <laughs> to be able to withstand me eating sand. Mm. Oh my Man, God. this is why we're gonna die in our thirties. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, this is gonna sound dumb, but my my dream for when I get old is to see what New Year's looks like when you're turning into a new decade. But I'm not gonna oh, make it. Yeah. Oh I'm my like, god! Whatever. When we hit 2020, and everyone's like, "Yeah, best year of our lives." It's just full blown pandemic. Just yeah, wiped us all out. People find out it all started. Well, not all started, but 
the the clock turns 12 2020 is officially has has officially started next thing you know everybody all the mf doom fans find out that he died three months ago oh my god kobe dies what else what else happened we almost go to war um oh yeah the world war three yeah 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 2020 man i call of duty was not gonna prepare me for all of that you know (laughs) yeah getting drafted my favorite memory was when we were in quarantine and my teacher was like guys stop being over dramatic we'll see you next week and then I never heard from that guy ever again. I know. It's been three years, and I still haven't heard. <laughs> I know. Man, my, my freaking um, world history, world studies teacher, she was giving us a lesson on, this was in the early stages of COVID, and she was giving us a lesson on how, no, we're going to be okay. And then at the end of her lesson, like she was like really riled up. Like it turned from just a lesson to like an actual. Can you guys just get it? We're gonna be okay, okay. And I, I, I'll never forget. At the end of the lecture, she takes a pause, takes a deep breath, looks around. You're gonna be fine, okay. So calm down. You're gonna be just fine. Two years later, just <laughs> <laughs> awful. <laughs> Two years later, and um. I actually just recently visited her, and uh, uh, she's one of the best teachers in that school, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, a lot of people didn't like her class, which I get. A lot of people didn't like her in general because, like, she's loud and energetic. But I don't mind because I had her class, like, later in the day. Mm-hmm. But World Studies was such an interesting class, and... Uh, we we um we got the shit on Columbus a lot, and I really like that. I mean, that. but it's Columbus, yeah. Yeah, we got the shit on Columbus, and we got to see some cool documentaries, and we even got to see um Morgan Freeman has his own series um on religion, uh, and we got to see a few episodes. That shit was dope, man. Yeah. I'm not religious, but. I love studying religion. Morgan like, Freeman. <laughs> I love yeah. studying Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and I love Morgan Freeman, so it's right up my alley too. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, man, people people are so hardcore about religion. Uh I don't know. People go overboard with certain things. Yeah. My no, fear of people grow every day, but not as much as my fear of uh fear of growing bald. Um mm. Every day I wake up and I start combing my hair and just seeing those little pieces fall into the sink <laughs> raises my anxiety to new yeah. levels and proportions. Yeah, I'm starting to, you know, I'm not, I'm doing better, but, you know, um, before I start to, like, do better, um, I was dealing with a lot of stress and frustration. And I started to notice that my hair was falling out. And I was like, damn, it's happening. <laughs> Keep in mind that my biological father was um was bald. Okay, and I am a carbon copy of him. I've you mean, been told that you mean follically challenged. Oh no. I, I Come heard on, man. That. <laughs> 
Mm. Not, you, you cannot pay me enough for me to use that phrase in my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're at a job entry, like diabetes, fucking uh, diabetic. <laughs> I have dialysis. I'm follically challenged. <laughs> oh my god! Just say bald. There's nothing offensive about that. I mean, nah. What was I saying before? Oh yeah. So, um, I have a lot of my father's genes. Okay, so I'm scared that I'm gonna become bald in the future. And my mother tells me that, um, when he was first going bald. He was, he was uh, getting kind of depressed because his hair was like a big part of his personality, you know? So he was uh, really feeling down on himself. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. I mean, yeah. I think my greatest feature is my hair. Yeah. I mean, not I that it looks good. good. Not that it looks good. It's just, it's there, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Listen, I don't, I've never felt attractive a day in my life. And I have a love-hate relationship with my hair. But it's like, it's not like, it doesn't make me like attractive in my opinion. You know, but it's what, the you best know when you go for a late night drive and the breeze is hitting you and you just feel your hair just swaying in the back, you <laughs> can't get that when you're bald. No. You're just, you're just, you do, it feels like when you stick your thumb out of the car and it just gets <laughs> cold. Like that's exactly, but it's your head, you know? Like, yeah. So where's the fun in that, you know? Um, yeah. So I just, uh, I'm going to have to accept early that I might go bald, but I don't want to. But I'm going to have to accept it anyway, even if it might not happen. No. But, I mean. I, I mean, I just, I just would not like it. And if I can prevent it, I, I'll do anything, man. I can't be out here being in my mid-20s. Rocking the bald spot. Rocking the Jordan cut, you know? I will say this, though, because when my mother was telling me the story of how my father was losing his hair, um, he ended up accepting it because his my, my mother um, helped him out with that. Uh, she really um, gave him, like, um, a confidence boost. And thinking about that story uh if i do eventually go bald um i'm just gonna have to own it you know and uh i think that's kind of cool hey man if the rock got voted sexiest man alive one time for being bald i mean yeah know, i mean there's plenty of attractive bald dudes you got the rock oh my god steve harvey those suits. steve harvey bruce those Lewis. Suits. that mustache just just he's always dapper man he's always clean and fresh bruce willis i'd love opinion. to slap the back of that man's head honestly no me too it'd be an honor yeah um shaquille well, o'neal shaquille o'neal yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you see oh. shaquille o'neal drinking a, a water bottle right yeah man iconic video yeah guys got so I guess my next question is, uh, and I've asked this so many times with so many people, and I always get like the same reaction. How big is it? How big do you think it is? Wait, we uh, talked. We, about I it. think we've come to a conclusion that it's 
it's not proportional. <laughs> so the majority of answers that I've gotten, once people like just give in uh, to my weird ass question, they say eh, at least seven inches. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like for his size, I think seven inches doesn't meet the mark. Listen, I don't speculate about a man's whatever, but Reddit has said that it's not proportional, but yet again, it's Reddit. Good old Reddit. Reddit is like a laid-back version. Reddit is the the hitchhiker that you will occasionally pick up. But on the off chance that it kills you, you're like, well, it's, it's Reddit, so... Yeah, Reddit is basically the guy in high school that hides in the bathroom just to vape. Yeah. I, I think that's a good analogy. Anyway, uh, uh, more than seven, I think. It's got to be. It's got to be more than seven. You know what? I'm satisfied. Uh, at first, I wasn't, but I'm just... Uh, now realizing, yeah, maybe I uh, asked this question way too much. Philosophical, I can't sleep. It's three in the morning. What am I doing with my life question? Yeah, the type of question where you start to think. I crazy. can't even do my homework because I, I have so many questions about this. Yeah, and it's not even, it's not even out of, uh, I'm just genuinely curious like, I don't want to see the guy's dick. Okay, listen, I'm just going to leave it at seven inches. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just going to leave this topic completely. I'm done. I hate myself. Uh, all that being said, I think this is a, a great opportunity to just slow things down and just leave all this weirdness behind. Yeah, no, I maybe we're the weird ones, right? But I don't know. I think people really people scare us. Yeah, with their at imagination. The end of the, at the end of the day, I scare people too. I'm pretty sure with the shit that I say, man. But if you take anything away from this, don't become a murderer. And if you're gonna vandalize, at least do it correctly. Yeah, at least find, like, a regular statue that nobody cares about in the park. And if, you're gonna, and if you're going to use glue, you better be Gorilla Glue. Yeah, Gorilla Glue is the best way to go because, I mean, if you're planning on avoiding jail time while yelling at people about climate change, Elmer's glue is just not going to cut it. Plus, this was in London. um it was probably, I saw the little bottle. It was a different brand of glue. So it, it was probably weaker. Look, gonna be Dollar Tree glue does not work. Yeah. No. Uh, and also, I'm slowly convincing myself that they're dumb enough to buy chapstick. I, yeah. I like to think they're using chapstick and not glue. Hell, even tape. <laughs> I'm going to just tape myself. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Tap Dead Podcast. New episodes yeah. coming. Uh, be on the lookout for us. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Juju, I'm my co-host. Amazing. Thank, we'll, we'll catch y'all.
very soon. Catch you on the whatever people say. I'm about to pass out. Thank you for tuning in. That's been amazing.